In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the last petition of the Lord's Prayer, we cry to our Heavenly Father, Deliver us from the evil one. Luther speaks of this petition as a prayer directed against the arch enemy. So we need God's deliverance from the enemy, from the devil. Today, however, the devil has largely been demythologized, stripped of its existence, in highly industrialized, secularized, and materialistic societies. We may formally hold to the existence of the evil spirit, but in reality have become so desensitized to the spirit world in general and to the subtle activity of the devil in particular. We often reduce the devil to an axis of evil or terrorism or to the evils of political or corporate corruption. Or we depict the devil as something ugly and monstrous and often think that's funny, but fail to see the devil at work behind the deceitfully beautiful and attractive things of this world that fight for an ultimate claim on our lives. It seems that the devil has been exorcised from our memory. We have lost the sense of the dramatic in the church. In other words, we have lost the sense that the Christian life is a struggle against the evil one, against the forces of the anti-kingdom that seek to turn us against God and one another. Without a grasp on the arch enemy and the nature of the battle, our prayer for deliverance from evil is empty words and babbling. What then does life look for the child of God who prays to the Father and against the evil one? A line from a famous 9th century hymn gives us a clue. Come, Creator Spirit, the enemy drive from us away. Here the Holy Spirit is asked to descend upon us and drive the evil spirit away. Luther himself could speak of deliverance from evil as a prayer for the Father's continuous sending of His Holy Spirit upon us, that we might hear His Word and live according to it. The sending of the Spirit begins in our baptism. In his baptismal booklet, the Reformer does not shy away from describing the spiritual drama that takes place in God's work of deliverance through baptism. At the font, the baptizer shall say, Depart you, unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. Have we lost the guts to speak this way about the Christian life for fear of sounding out of touch with a world that has a hard time with the world of spirits. For Luther, baptism is just the beginning of the battle. Baptism is to take action against the devil, and not only to drive him away from the little child, but also, hear this, to hang around the child's neck such a mighty lifelong enemy. To struggle with the lifelong enemy that begins in baptism and continues unto death leads us to seek the Father's help for life. Sometimes I think we tend to associate the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit in us with a certain lack of spiritual struggle, a certain immunity to suffering spiritual attacks. But this is a far cry from the reality of the baptized. The gift of the Spirit in baptism also brings the child of God a lifelong enemy, as Luther would say. The devil does not bother with those whom he already possesses. The devil attacks where the most damage can be done. As Luther would say, he builds a chapel next to a church 
Or to paraphrase Peter, he walks around like a lion waiting for the kill. Our life in the Spirit has the form of Christ's own life in the Spirit. For Christ himself was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. The presence of the Spirit in Christ did not make him immune to the attacks of the evil one, but rather brought him precisely into the struggle against the devil all the way to the cross. And the same is true for us who live in the Spirit of Christ in the here and now. The attacks will come, above all in the deserts where we are most likely to fall. This is just calling a thing what it is. This is the reality of living in the Spirit. Yet Christ also completely defeated the evil spirit in the desert. By saying no to the devil, Jesus in fact said yes to the Father and to the mission for which the Father sent him and anointed him with the Spirit. Anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, Christ went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus ties up the devil, the strong man in the house, by healing the demon-possessed. To those who question his authority to drive out demons, Jesus says, If it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. After the struggle at Gethsemane, Jesus' final no to the devil and his definitive yes to the Father takes place. Jesus goes to the cross so that through his death he might destroy the power of Satan over death. With the Spirit as his inseparable companion, Jesus brings the kingdom of God to us by forgiving sins, healing, but also by driving out demons. Jesus ties up the devil in order to deliver us from the devil. So even though life in the Spirit will not be without spiritual attacks from the devil, Christ's tying up of the devil for us throughout his life brings another dynamic into those struggles. It brings what a theologian calls a boomerang effect, a situation where the devil's attacks actually drive the baptized back to Christ. The devil achieves the opposite of what he sets out to do. The devil's plans backfire on him, but boomerang us back to Christ. Or as Luther would put it, the attacks of the devil, tentatio, ultimately drive the baptized to seek God's help in prayer, oratio, and in the hearing of his word. Meditatio. Now it is clear that Christ brings the kingdom of God to us not only when he forgives our sins, but also when he heals. Thank you, Jeff Cloa. And I may now add when he drives out demons by the Spirit of God. Anointed by the same Spirit in baptism, the church is also called to drive out demons. In some cases, that might actually mean an actual exorcism. However, most of the time, the church and her ministers will do the driving out in the same way Jesus dealt with the devil in the desert and at Gethsemane, through the Word, the sword of the Spirit, and through prayer in the Spirit to his Abba Father. 
The other day, my son Lucas asked me how we could make the devil run away from us. I thought of Luther and told him one little word can fail him. Then I thought of Okamoto's favorite word, Jesus. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none, his judge. The deed is done. One little word can fail him. Satan, be gone. In the name of Jesus. Amen.